Three, two, one, action. And welcome to episode 47 of the Elifu show with me, Chris. And me, Brad. And we've brought alongside ourselves today a guest who I've known for a while now, um, kind of grown up together locally, gone to school together, and remain friends somehow still. So <laughs> we thought we'd throw him into the mixer of the podcast, uh, given his background. But rather than me introduce you, I'm going to leave that to you. So, who are you? Raymond in the building. As Chris said, I've known him since school, since 2000 and, well, let's not say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, sometime in the noise. Yeah, let's say over 15 years. And, yeah, so I was working in engineering and during that time I was a practitioner and I competed in MMA. What's so, a practitioner? Practitioner is someone that trains regularly. Right. So, yeah. Hashtag athlete. Yeah, you could say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. Cool, cool. Um, cool. So, thanks for coming down onto this episode. Thanks for having me. It's good it's to have you Um We wanted to kind of chat to you about a little bit about your background of like training, MMA, and then we'll also throw some random questions at the end, if that sounds good. Yeah, no problem. Cool, so before we get into the MMA side of the things, what's kind of your background of training, like, you know, before you decided to delve into that, what did you train, kind of, what was um, it? I think, well, funny thing, very few people know this, when I was, let's say, probably around eight, I always used to do karate and judo, I was a big martial arts enthusiast. So that would go from like about eight to about 12 years old. So competed in tournaments, won some, got some old medals buried in my house somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are around. And I think because I was so enthusiastic about football during secondary school, people may have presumed that I'd done it in primary school, which, well, I wasn't too great at football in the first place. But- um, You got a team in sport? No team. I used, to, I used to support a team which will go unnamed, but then I just fell, fell out of love for the sport. Apparently he's a neutral. I'm a, I'm a neutral. So, um, but yeah, before, like, I got into football around 12, you know, getting secondary school, that's the popular sport, you go with the crowd. Yeah. And then I got back into MMA through a friend of mine sending YouTube clips at about 16 years old, just after I finished my GCSEs. Once again, we won't divulge the year because I'm old. <laughs> Fair play. And then, so you kind of, that is what kind of sparked it back up. And yeah. then what made, what was the, the kind of decision to go back into it and start training for it? And I think the main decision was finish school and then, yeah, I just fell out of love of playing football. And I wanted to do something new, something more apt to me, I think. Like, I was like, nothing special at football, but I just felt like there was a sport that I could really do well in, in terms of my abilities. So I was searching for it. I looked into athletics, but not really my thing. Then I, got, I looked into boxing and I was just like, meh. And then my friend kept on sending me these MMA clips. And at first, I wasn't the biggest fan because... Like most people, well not most, but a lot of people you see it and you just think, oh, like it's just violent and there's no technique to it. And then there used to be an old organisation in Japan called Pride, 
Pride MMA, and so um, from that, my friend used to send me clips and be like, "Oh, this is crazy! Like, you need to watch this." And then I saw the the move, the armbar, done by someone who was like losing the match quite badly. And then I saw how he got back into the match, and I said, "I have to learn this." So this is probably around when I'm about 16, 17, and I said, "You know what?" I might not have a specific sport I want to do, but I do want to learn that arm, but so I might as well just get into this MMA situation and then see what comes out of it. And then, yeah, the spark for MMA and martial arts got back to me. Sweet. Sounds good. How did you find kind of first getting into the training side of things with MMA and stuff like that? Because obviously it's quite a, it's quite a violent sport. <laughs> obviously, Combative, there's yeah. a lot of technique to it and stuff, but yeah. it is a physical sport. So how did you first <clears> find getting into that, like the first few sessions you went um, I, I didn't mind it to be honest. I think it's more because I've had the martial arts background before so it wasn't as scary as it might be to some people. So yeah, I just went in there like just um, eyes wide open, ears open, just looking to learn and I was just more eager than anything. I think because I was so eager like the dangers of the sport doesn't really come at me as much. Because I think it's funny because when I first said I was going to get into it, my sister started getting worried and then my mum was just like, well, to be fair, you can get hurt in any sport, so just protect yourself. I'm sure you'll take care of yourself whilst you're doing it, which I do. And to add to that, Chris will know, I've got injured a lot in football. <laughs> and I tell people all the time, for, for me... Call it own Hargreaves. <laughs> for me personally... I know, as crazy as this sounds, football is more dangerous to me than MMA. I've, I've got more injuries <laughs> from football than I have from MMA. That's a fact, yeah. ironically. But yeah, so yeah, I feel I can see why you say that because I feel like in MMA you're more in control of how injured you get. Yeah, like you're, you're, you're more football, Oh my god! Because the game is so fast paced and you all get, it takes is you, this tiny little collision. You've got no control over it. Collision. You get clipped by your ankles. You get clipped by your knee. You're not looking and everything. You just get hit sideways. Bam! Next thing you know, you're out for a few months and then you're walking gingerly for how long? So yeah. Yeah. Football can be so dangerous. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just, yeah, so you can. You can yeah. run in and you just fall in a pothole. <laughs> like, I don't know about that. What pictures are you playing on? Oh, well, maybe I'm just playing with shit pictures. Yeah, I'm about to say that's not the old legendary wanted flats. <laughs> <laughs> that one should just get like carpet burns when you fall in the That was like back in the day. Do you remember back in the day when you used to have like the old AstroTurf and it had like sand on top of it? Yeah, oh, yeah. and you wouldn't oh, want to go oh, for a slide man. tackle because you were getting burnt to bits. That's it. Once it flats, it's so dry 24-7, no matter how much rain you get. And then it goes to the extreme where you, you're walking, you disappear. <laughs> yeah, oh man. Oh, shout out once it flats. That's some old memories there. <laughs> um, when did you take on your first um, fight? First fight was 2015. The main thing before that, I think, so I started really going hard with training when I was at uni in 2010. And then I think I wanted to compete out there, but then didn't have enough time because obviously the main thing I'm out there for was university. And, so then, and the uni life. And the uni life. <laughs> that, that, that sidetracks you big time. So then, um, about 2012, I joined the team of my now time fighter. And then I was training hard for like a year and a half. So got to about 2013 and I was looking to compete. 
And then I got a very bad knee injury playing basketball. And then I think that sidetracked me throughout the whole of 2014. And so then 2015 came and I was just like, yeah, my injury's healing up. I've been going physio for like half, like three quarters of the year. I felt my knee was good. I just told my coach, like, listen, I'm ready to do this. Let's go. And yeah, on the way, we went for my first fight on Rise of Champions ROC. And yeah, first fight, first win. Nice. Happy days. Yeah. How did you find, so when you were doing your fight, were you working at the same time, like full time as well? Oh man, listen, especially the field I was in, doing en engineering, I was doing more construction engineering. That's a lot of hours as it is in itself. Yeah. So that was seven, um, like it started off at, as eight till five, which is still quite longer than a lot of people's working days, which is obviously nine to five. The conventional what it is i say and then i was in eight till five and then when the project started to get more intense it became 7 30 to 5 30. so it was hard balancing that and fighting but at the time it was just like i was so passionate about going into my first fight that you know start work 7 30 finish work at 5 30 then i'll start training at 7 p.m training till about 9 p.m and then go home get to home about 10, 30, 11, because where our train is uh, quite a distance from my house. Yeah, and then, you know, shower, eat, YouTube, sleep, and then... <laughs> YouTube, wait. or were you yeah. watching before bed? Listen, a whole lot, of, <laughs> no comment. But... <laughs> YouTube, you born, uh, thing. Yeah. Listen. They've both got a red symbol. Listen, listen. <laughs> is it red still? That's, <laughs> that's on your laptop, not mine. <laughs> But yeah, so, and then probably go to sleep about 12 and then wake up at six the next day and repeat. And then it was hard on the body, but I guess when you're passionate about it, you just work your way through. It sounds crazy looking back at it, but it was worth it. Yeah. Mm. What? <clears throat> so during that time, what did you find that, or what did you do to help you push through that? Because that can be quite tough, like physically, mentally, yeah. you know, you're like getting up, you're like, I'm tired. Uh, what what drove you to keep on doing it and not give up? I think just because that was 2015, like I said, I've trained for years upon years before that. So I was used to like going in daily, especially when I took my gap year in 2012, 2012-2013 academic year, I took a gap year and I literally trained most days, like in terms of like Monday to Friday or Tuesday to Friday. I train most days, so I I think it's just more of I've gone to the routine of training regularly, and when you yeah. get into the routine of that, you push yourself to go through because not every day is a good day. There'll yeah. be a lot of days. I remember someone in the gym said it best: is that some days you go in there and then you have the best training session and you feel like a god, like you're seriously you're in the zone. And you're absolutely obliterating the drills. Uh, you're like, when it comes to sparring, you're coming out on top a lot. And then there's the other days when it's not your day, you know, your mind's not right, drills ain't going right. You get absolutely torn up in sparring. And then, uh, yeah, you just learn to like deal with it. Like, you know, be sad about it on the night. And then the next day you come back to training ready to go at it again. So I guess because I was in a routine of it, it was easier to just go through the phases and go every day after work. Consistency paid off? Yeah, yeah, it definitely paid off. I think that's 
consistency is the right word. It's just once you get into a consistent routine of it, you just it's almost automatic. Yeah. So you kind of <clears throat> so this was all unpaid, right? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I got paid for my for my fight. For your yeah, fight. Yeah. Did you know you was getting paid for it? Yeah, because it was semi, it was semi pro. So semi pro, you get paid, but it's like a different type of system. Yeah. The pros get paid, I believe, an outright fee and then other additionals, whereas semi pro is is all dependent on like in terms of like how many people you bring to the fight, etc. But yeah. Yeah. Okay, so was was that a dry another driving factor for you? Like, you know, was it was it? Oh, it, I don't mind, don't really care. Was it more of the fact I just want to do this? It, you were so passionate, you were like I couldn't give a shit about the money. Oh, the money is a bonus. I really wanted to fight because yeah. in terms of like training camp, especially with MMA as well, you're just learning in so many facets. So you're taking the striking, you're taking the grappling, you're taking actual MMA itself so I think some a lot of people don't realise that you're doing single disciplines and then you also got to do the work of bringing all those disciplines together so yeah it was but like the money wise you don't even think about the money because you yeah. spend a lot on training camp anyway in terms of like you have to start buying healthier foods as well because you're cutting weight as well yeah and then I'm spending money on like um, strength and conditioning sessions as well to get you in shape for the fight. So money wise, it was just like not that was secondary. Primary was I want to compete and I need to get this win. And so then when you get paid after, it feels nice because you're like, yeah, All right, cool. I'm about to pig out. We're about to have proper job. I'm always doing a shout out to Big Brandon until they pay us for the sponsors. So, <laughs> but I remember that. The the night I had my debut, there was a lot of other people in the gym that had their debut as well. Yeah. And we had a group and then everyone was like throwing in pictures of the junk food that they've eaten since the fight. So that, I think that's what one thing I was looking forward to even more than the money was being able to eat whatever I wanted. Like I miss pasta. As crazy as that sounds, like a little everyday food, but during those times to keep weight down, it's like you stayed away from pasta, you stayed away from this. I remember I've got like stuffed two stuffed crust pizzas, a lot of my favourite toppings. So yeah, that the food was more worth it than the money. <laughs> and not spending the winning money on food. Afterwards. Well, no, 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 that's why that's what it was. I spent the winning. I spent the winnings on food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like that's so. I'm sold already, I'm sold. <laughs> well, you want to get into MMA so you can win some money to buy some food. Yeah, just buy food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just forget about no, it. No, no, don't get me wrong, obviously, you save a lot of that money. Yeah. I'm not going to make it sound like I splurge, like, you know, yeah. 200 and something on food. But um, the primary thing I spent was probably food, and then obviously you save some and then you treat yourself to a bit other. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so, how many fights have you had now? So you've stepped into the ring, had your debut fight. How yeah. things have gone since then? Oh, man, man, oh man. I had two fights, last fight spanning two years ago, unfortunately. And then what happened after that was, I last fought February 2016. I wanted to fight in July, but then the, um, the project I was working on at the time was nearing completion. And if you work in construction, you know that the hours start to increase a lot when completion time comes. So 
from doing five days a week of 7.30 to 5.30, it then became seven days. So then it got to the point where it's just like I couldn't train. So then I was like, cool, no, July, then September came and I wanted to fight again. Then I injured my knee <laughs> from that injury. Then I had to do a qualification for work. So I needed to concentrate on that. So I took time away from MMA. I still done um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu though, which is a grappling art. I done that for the year. So between twenty seven, yeah, between twenty sixteen and seventeen, whilst I was completing disqualification, I was also doing grappling. So I done a couple of tournaments for that, and then ever since then, so since about September twenty seventeen, I've changed industry, and due to that, I haven't been able to train regularly, which I really, really, really despise. So I'm looking to change roles again. And then when that happens, I'm looking to compete again. So the sooner the better. How do you find, <clears throat> so you've set, you've, you know, you've fought a few, to, few yeah. times now. How do you find the pressure? <laughs> like also, like, how, do you also still get nervous every fight? Very much so. I think it's funny. I was more nervous in my second fight than my first, which I will never understand why. Do you think but, that might have been because you knew a little bit of what to expect? Yeah. Whereas in your first fight, you're even though you've experienced training and stuff, you're kind of going in blind. You've never had that fight experience. Oh, big time. One thing I'd say was, especially for the second fight, one thing I was scared of was an adrenaline dump because the first fight. I was happy that because it was a good fight, but it was quick as well. And I think that that first fight was a minute and a half that lasted. But then I remember in that minute and a half, one mistake I did make was I kind of went full blast in the beginning. And I was lucky that I got the finish quick because then the feeling of an adrenaline dump is the worst. It's like your body shuts down. Like if you've ever been in a car, and then the battery cuts, I mean, like, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's how adrenaline dump felt for me. So I think that's what made me more nervous for my second fight. But I think, yeah, the nerves, the nerves is a good thing if you know how to use it. That's yeah. one thing I've learned is that before I used to try to fight the nerves and then when I've researched like, other top fighters, what they always say is you always get butterflies, but you need to put them butterflies in motion. So then I think that's one thing like I try to work on is that you you need to use the nervous energy in a positive way because that energy is good. They always say if you're not nervous, that's a bad thing because yeah. it's like you're not going to be as alert as you should be. So the nerves are meant to be there. It's just a matter of finding a way to hone the nerves. And then once you do that, then it, the ball's in your court. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Um, is there anything that you do like leading up to the fight to help yourself mentally prepare? Because I can imagine whilst it's a physical sport mm. that I've never taken part in, so <laughs> <laughs> um, I can imagine there's quite a big mental aspect, like the week before, the day of, mm. the day before, and like the thirty minutes before. Is there anything that you do mentally to help yourself prepare? I think they always say if your training's good, like you train hard, fight easy. So a lot of the time it's like you train hard but smart as well. So then you. A lot of the time, people put themselves like in bad positions in training. Like, so, say in terms of grappling aspect, they'll start on the bottom and then work their way on getting up. So through that, 
you know that once the fight comes that it's almost automatic because one thing I realised during the fight is you don't think as much as the stuff that you've drilled over and over and over again like this the repetitious shots that you've put in that comes out during the fight yeah so then you're almost on autopilot that call i remember i threw my first punch and then straight from that i threw a combo but i didn't think about it too much like you made the inspiring sometimes sparring you're just there thinking cool you're feeling someone out and you think i want to go for this combo but what i found in the fight was as soon as i threw one thing the combo just came out on the instinct yeah. through muscle memory. So I think that was the main thing. But in terms of preparation mentally, I think you just do a lot of simulation in the gym. So you simulate how you want your fight to go a lot of the time. So it might be, you know, sometimes it's like, you might just be there with your sparring partner. You're not going hard. You're going through the motions of what you want. You like do positive imagery as well, which helps a lot. So I think, to some people that may not compete, they're thinking to like all oh, that positive mumbo jumbo and everything. It helps a lot. It really does help a lot, especially when it comes to fighting. A lot of top fighters recommend it as well. So I'm not gonna go get the top fighters. And then in personal experience, I found that it really helps a lot. Just shadowing and just thinking about what you really want to impose in there. And then also, if you've trained well enough, then you know you can't cheat yourself out of a victory. Like, you'll get it if you deserve it. So, it's just a whole combination of different things, but it's definitely more mental than people give it credit for because there's a lot of people that's got better ability but have lost fights because mentally, there wasn't all up there. So, yeah, mental side is a big part of it to prepare for. Nice. <clears throat> what are you... Do you have a routine before you um, compete? Um, like kind of like up until you you're walking into the ring routine i think main routine is cool you're no well not you me personally very nervous the day before after waiting that is because <laughs> the only bad thing about fighting as well is depending on how your weight loss is the weigh-ins is like all you can think about is food because you're yeah. hungry, you want to win the scale, bam, get that done, and then you can eat. So then once you start eating, then the motions of the fight start going through your head, and you start thinking about, like, oh, I want to do this, what if this happens? And then, I'm not going to lie, you do get nervous and negative stuff crawls in, but you've got to find a way of... It's like a mental exercise of finding a way to find the positive stuff, to think about what you've done in training, keep on going through that. You might do some uh, drills just to keep you light and everything. And then also, I think just on the day, what I done was, whilst my hands getting wrapped, I'm listening to music. Some people listen to something to get them hyped. Me personally, I like to listen to something to calm me down, so. Beethoven? I know, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about Beethoven, but you know, you might listen to some jazz, yeah. Listen to Robert Glasper. I might listen to some funk. I might listen to... I think, what was I listening Spice to last Girls. time? Mm, teach their own. <laughs> My, I think I'm listening to, like, Kate Tronado, which is more electronic sound as well. Um, yeah. Who else I'm thinking? Robert Glasper, Jamiro Choir, which is one of my favourite bands ever. So it's something like a calm before the storm. And then... 
the nearer the fight comes, it's like the nerves start building up and then you do your warm-up. So then you do your warm-up just to like get the it's like to shake the nervousness off you, mm. get your body warm obviously, and then you I think like you try to achieve your first adrenaline dump so that once you go in there you're more calm, your body's more relaxed and then you fight how you've trained and if you've trained hard you'll get that win. Nice. Do you find that listening to the calm music helps you switch on? I think less switch on but more like not get my head buzzing too much because if you go in there everyone's different. Yeah. But I'd say for myself and for a lot of people that I know, if you go in there already hyped before like the right time to get like the adrenaline pumping, once again at least the adrenaline dump because all like your body just stiffens up because you're so excited. Whereas a lot of the time and me myself I prefer to be more loose once I get in there muscles more relaxed and then think with a clearer mind and then maybe I think I listen to calm music in the back because once you come out that's when the music hits you and then it's more hype and then you build yourself up to it you might be more nervous I remember my first fight I'm walking to the ring and then I come out of the curtain bam you're on the stage and then the music's hitting people are cheering and whatnot or booing <laughs> and then haters gonna hate I'm just like wow this is really it this is really like I'm really fighting like I remember that's what one of the first things I said I was just like I can't believe I'm really fighting and I'm walking down a ramp I'm like why would you do this to yourself you're an idiot you're an idiot why would you do this you get in the ring they're calling your name and you're like oh my gosh why am I here why am I here like this is terrible I shouldn't have agreed to this the bell goes, that switches off, instinct kicks in, and then you fight. So then that's is the biggest emotional roller coaster ever for myself anyway. Mm. So I know a lot of people say the first few fights, that's what it is, it's just an emotional roller coaster. Like people will joke around saying stuff like, oh crap, I want my fight to get cancelled now. Or like, I hope the other person's pulled out because of the nerves. <laughs> like, the nerves will get you thinking that type of stuff. Like, why do I do this? Like, this is so stupid. I don't understand why I'm doing this. And then you go in there, you fight. And especially if you get the win, that's the highest of highs. Like, there's, if it's like a drug. That, that win is like a drug. I remember, you know, my celebration, my... One of my boys was just like, why didn't you have nothing like planned or anything? I'm like, listen, the hype and the high that takes over you when I got that first win, I I blacked out. I don't even remember celebrating. <laughs> I just remember like, I was like, ah, like I was just, I was just hyped. It's funny because he always, always used to like look at people's first fights and then retrospectively you're like oh my goodness like why did I do this that the third but then I remember I used to look at fights and be like why is this person just rushing into the fight calm down go in there calm and and it's just like it doesn't work like that as much as you think that yeah I'm gonna go in there you're gonna do this that the third it's your first fight and naturally there's gonna be nerves and naturally you're not gonna pull off everything that you learn but then that's the whole experience of it. All of it is just a big experience and then you just keep on building on it until the point where you're more calm. So the more you become more comfortable by competing more, I'd say. Makes sense.
bit more experience under the belt. Yeah, exactly. Um, one last thing that I want to touch on um, to ask you before we kind of move on to the lighter stuff, or yeah. actually whatever questions, is when you were saying before, like you're like mentally getting ready for the fights and looking at the positive stuff and kind of trying to frame things in your head positively before you step into the ring in the week before. Have you found that translate, how does that translate to kind of life outside of MMA? Have you found that translates to anything or? I think it does translate into other things. So for example, like I said, when I worked in engineering, when we had deadlines for like completion of a project, I remember the projects I was working on was worth 87 million or something like that. Not much. Not much. No, <laughs> no. You know, little pocket money. You can just, you might be able to buy a pogba with that. But, uh, <laughs> That's a good point. You, you might, you might not. You might. I think you might have to add a bit more to get the the great pogba. But um, so like, I remember that project is just like we couldn't like the director of the project just like listen, he's pushing everyone like we really have to go hard with this. So you become I'd say because I had the fight I became less nervous. I learned to keep my cool and then. I just worked through it and it was like, it was crazy because I still remember like, there were certain times, certain times that would go overtime because obviously you got to get the work complete, but then I'd say I wasn't as scared or nervous as other people on site, especially the fact that this was my first actual year working in engineering, but I think the fight helped me deal with nerves and just stay calm and just keep on going through and learn to deal with adversity and realise that, listen, things aren't always going to go your way. So what you do, you just keep on pushing through. Like, don't take time to contemplate too much about what's gone wrong. Sometimes, like, it's good to look at what's gone wrong, but only from the stance of, cool, we need to learn what, what went wrong so yeah. that we can go from there and then change it for the better. I'll always say that you need to fail forward in life. So whenever there is a failure, you use it, you learn from it and you better yourself. So it, it never stays as a failure if you change it. It only stays as a failure if you don't want to change things. So not to digress too much, but I think that's why I learned more from the fight game and applied it to real life is that you just keep on going. It's not always going to be the best of circumstances, but you keep on going until you get the best, the better of a situation because there's a saying that you don't train to always fight your best. You train so hard that even on your worst day, you can still get a win. So that I try to apply that throughout life. Nice. There we go. That's a great way to finish. Butch. <laughs> Mic drop. Done. <laughs> Is there anything that we haven't mentioned already that you want to chat about? Um, I think before we move on to the light-hearted stuff. It's mostly everything covered. I'll probably listen back to this and think to myself, why did I add this and that in there? But as long as you learn from it. Exactly. <laughs> for now for now I'm good. For now I'm good. Sweet, I think that's everything. Um no, it was really interesting. Um I think it's it's interesting to see how you prepare yourself as well and kind of the things that you go through and it's really interesting the bit you were talking about how you want it to go. But it's not going to go that way. It's just going to yeah. go whatever way it goes. Yeah, yeah. Always um, adapt. Always adapt. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, that was good. Good. Uh, very insightful. Alright, shall we move on to random questions? Exactly that. So this is the part of the show where we're going to ask our lovely guest Raymond a few random questions. He's got absolutely no idea. 
Don't worry, there's no maths involved. Uh, <laughs> no questions about uh, what would you rather choose, a man or a woman, so... <laughs> <laughs> I love you women. <laughs> Shout out men. <laughs> um, so yeah, do you want to hit Ray with the first question? Yeah, so... Um, tell us something random about yourself that not many people know. Like, yeah. This is the hardest it gets. This is the hardest it gets. You can throw anything at me because I don't know much about you, mate. Um, <laughs> like, even if you told, like, one of your boys or even if you told, like, someone who you've known for, like, 10, 15 years. I um, don't... Oh, I, I didn't know that. I can't think of nothing too crazy right now. Um, I used to do... I used to do dance back in the day. Oh, there you go. Oh, but more tra- dancing? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, it's a weird one. It's like traditional, traditional Ghanaian dance now from Ghana, so... Yeah. I used to do sessions in like um yeah traditional Ghanaian dance. Oh, I don't remember it too work. much. Oh, it helps big with the footwork. Listen, the rhythm, <laughs> the rhythm never leaves you. So yeah, I'd say there you go. Might not know that. I think I remember Rio Ferdinand saying he used to do ballet or something like that when he was younger as a kid. Yeah. Something like that. Probably, anyway, probably a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So I know you're quite a big fan of films and movies. Yeah. So what would you say one of, it doesn't have to be the ultimate, what is one of your favourite movies to watch that you could just watch over and over again? The first that always comes to mind is City of God, which is a film set in Brazil, Rio de Janeiro, if I'm correct, if I'm not, please forgive me, but it's just like about life in the favelas and then that structure of this power and then it follows Rocket as well, who's someone that's trying to do better with their lives. Yeah. Despite the circumstances that it come from, and that's the wildness that comes from around it, but City of God is definitely one of my all-time favorite films. Definitely top three, definitely. Nice, good choice. Okay, so um, this is a little bit off script, but I want to throw this one in here, right? Mm-hmm. So you were talking about your food. Yeah. Um, you know, like after a fight and stuff like that. What What is your ultimate? meal that you're going for after a fight like what are you going for no limits, <laughs> no limits. that is the biggest breath and the biggest thought you've had of <laughs> got him excited like now. i said yeah. yeah um stuffed crust pizza definitely extra large toppings. what else do i go for go away for a toppings if you're gonna go pizza mate toppings i'll be honest with you because of like I had a situation in 2012 which basically rocked my diet, so I can't, I, you know, don't eat pork, no red meat, no alcohol, no fizzy drinks, so before it used to be a meat feast situation though, ever since then I've had to reduce that, but I used to treat myself to a meat feast, that used to be my favourite, but now toppings, you know, um, put a bit of peri chicken on there, sweet corn, Pineapple, I know some people proper, like they hate pineapple on pizza, but <laughs> I love my pineapple. Obviously, you've got some peppers on there, some mushrooms and whatnot. And then I'm probably missing a few toppings, but those are the main ones that come to mind at the moment. Nice. Can't go wrong with stuff, cross, I don't think. Oh, man, it's, if I'm from the right place, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Once again, if pizza sponsors want to come in and help the guys out, you know, give us a shout. Until then, I cannot name no brands. Unless <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting paid, no brand gets yeah, mentioned. Exactly. <laughs> Businessman, fair enough. Um, cool. So, you walk into the shop, you've only got one choice of sweets. You're going to pick Harry Rose or Wine Gums. you got to pick. you got to pick one. 
You might even be, if you're not eating them yourself, you might have to buy them from someone else. No, no, Harry Bows, either the, is it called Wild Strawberries, the Big Strawberries? Oh, we're going specifics. We're going for yeah, the Big Strawberries, or Tang Fastics from back in the day. They're a classic. Yeah. Nice and that's, sour. That's before I have to curb my bad sugar tea. Oh, that's one thing that a lot of people don't know. Depending on what time you met me in life, I'll add that to for the first question as well. <laughs> I was very scrawny back in the day. I'm not the biggest person now, but back in the day during school times, I was a very scrawny guy. And it weren't until about 16 when I finally started putting on weight because I sorted out my diet. If you went with me to school on my way back from home, I'm on my way back from school to home, I never used to have this is very bad and kids never follow this. Never, <laughs> never, never. It's very bad. Slap on the wrist. I used to skip lunch at school and then after school, I would save the money from skipping lunch and after school, I'd treat myself to McDonald's, two cheeseburgers for a pound. This shows you how old I am. They used to do two cheeseburgers for a pound. Throwing their wallet back. I remember <laughs> that. Two cheeseburgers for a pound plain because I hate ketchup with a passion. I hate, hate, it's disgust. I, I'm not a big fan of condiments in general, but ketchup is like, I hate with a passion. So it's funny, I always used to make my friends wait at Stratford McDonald's and would have to wait like five minutes for them to make the plain cheeseburger. So before anyone tries to get smart, yes, it still includes the cheese. It's the cheese, the burger and the bun. Some people are like, oh, so that means it's only the burger and the bun. No. The cheese, the burger, and the pie <laughs> is a plain cheeseburger. Because if it's not that, that means you got a hamburger. Just to be, just to clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I get a lot of people go, oh, it's just, uh, it's no cheese now. Plain cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the name. So. I'm not a plain burger. <laughs> plain cheeseburger. So, yeah, I think I answered your question somewhere in that before yeah, I digress. You yeah, you went Paribas. Have you tried the peach Paribas though? Yes, they oh, are amazing. Yes, so I good. The cherry ones. Cherry ones are good. Oh. Cherry ones are the, the only thing is, I'm not the biggest fan of the actual fruit peach. So then, I don't know whether I'll buy a pack of Harry Rose of the peach one. If someone buys it, I'll try one. Cherry one, cherries, I don't mind. But the peach one, I guess I'll, I'll try it out soon. They are good. Peach are good. Really, yeah. really good. All right, next question. Um, what is your favourite milkshake combo? Ooh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you already started thinking about this, so you can go anywhere. Um, let's say you walk into Five Guys and you just unload on anything. Yeah. Chris, Chris. You what? Unload. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, goodness. Oh my lord. It doesn't have to be Five Guys, it could be somewhere that's like yeah, yeah, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> your favourite milkshake shop? Chris, Chris knows this. As someone who's been around me for years, I will make a whole group of us stop so I can get a milkshake. That's why I threw the question in. <laughs> <laughs> Much appreciated. <laughs> of recent, I've gotten two things. If I'm trying to be healthy, but a dessert at the same time, I'll get a milkshake, a banana milkshake with a scoop of whey protein. Good man. Or... I'll get an after eight milkshake. There's a lot of people that don't like, don't like chocolate mint. I am a fan of chocolate mint. An after eight milkshake, if done right, hits the spot. 
before before eight o'clock is bagel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Before eight o'clock, if you're an absolute rebel. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. After eight milkshakes. Might have to give that a go. Nice. I'm not a massive fan of after eight, but I'll give it a go. It's amazing. I'll leave that to you, mate. <laughs> it's Cheers. amazing. Cool. One last question to wrap things up, and then after we give this one out, you're feel free to ask us any random question you want. Okay. So what is one exercise you love but hate at the same time? So like the thought of it you hate, but you secretly love it at the same time. You can't pick one one. Just got to think now. Do you know what? <laughs> it's beneficial, but I hate it with a passion. Going fast, doing sprints on airdyne bike. Did I say that quickly? Airdyne, aerodyne. Airdyne, airdyne, yeah. whatever you Airdyne, airdyne, whatever floats your boat, just make sure it stays afloat. That contraption, I completely, <laughs> I do not like, but I do like, obviously, the benefit that comes from it. I've had sessions with Chris as well, and then we've gone on that after the session, and I've just been like, this feels horrible. But <laughs> it's just like, you just go on it, go on it fast and then just absolutely go for a sprint on it. And then, yes, but I can't think of nothing too specific. A lot of the times it's like, I'm a guy that's big on doing circuits. So sometimes I'm like, I just go into the zone and whatever the coach says to do, I just do it. And then, so I don't always think about it. So then that's why nothing directly comes to my mind. But the air down back is definitely one of those exercises where I'm just like, I'm dreading it, but I do know it's got positives at, at the end of it, so yeah. I think we're with you on that. Yeah, <laughs> especially me. <laughs> especially you. Cool, so that wraps up our round of questions. Do you have one for us? What are your favourite desserts? I'll answer this one first. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I barely thought of like, a dessert for half a second. You're like, right, I know exactly what I'm having. I don't even have to do it. Like, it's always just on my Go mind. On. Like, I love <laughs> this. This is my ultimate favourite. So, chocolate fudge cake ice. Um, chocolate fudge cake, yeah. right? But warmed up to the point where it's warm, but it's not falling apart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And with a nice, like, good vanilla ice cream. And I'm not uh, talking like... I'm not talking like shitty ice cream. <laughs> I'm talking where you can see the vanilla in the ice cream. Yeah. Like bam, and then the oh, <laughs> <laughs> with like chocolate sauce on the cake, but not on the ice cream. You can't do that. That is can't what break you the rules. A big sweet tooth. Yeah, man. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you for giving me some time to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, there's loads that I probably picked. Probably from. a pancake. No, I'm actually gonna flip it around and go. Do you know when you get like those large warmed up cookies in the pan? In like yeah, a yeah, pan? yeah, yeah. Then yeah. when they're nice and warm, oh, the great. Like a single chocolate cookie or even double chocolate. With ice cream or not? With ice cream yeah, on the side, yeah, yeah as well. Because like the hot and cold combination is worth. It's so well. good. It is it's really like good. apple pie and cold ice cream as well. Oh, so good. Anything, oh, just yeah. anything chocolate. Cookie maybe. in a pan with some good vanilla ice cream as well on top. That sounds absolutely brilliant. I'm have to treat myself to <laughs> Should we end this now and go get some desserts? <laughs> it will happen. Right. We'll get desserts. So on that uh, on that note, um, where can people find a little bit more about yourself? Like, if you are fighting, where do people where are people gonna find out about if they wanna come see? Blah blah blah. You you know the one thing because I'm a nervous wreck. I'll be honest. I do not promote fights. Open. 
Chris knows this. I will, <laughs> even my, my first fight, I wasn't going to tell no one until a friend of mine was just like, stop being silly and just tell people. But I normally just inform people through like, you know, WhatsApp and then. Yeah. Yeah, so not really. Feel free to put your mobile number right. on. <laughs> Do not call me. No, <laughs> but yeah, like I'm not, I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not big in the social media game. But still listen to this podcast, still follow all the socials for this for this channel. And yeah, so I'm not gonna promote my channel, but I'll promote this channel. Throw it in there, go on. What is your channel? I have no channel. Oh, That's okay. why I'm promoting this channel. You've got a podcast though. Yeah, what's your podcast? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Very bad branding. Finally <laughs> <laughs> got there. He wants to get paid by brands, but he can't no, promote no, his own. No, <laughs> no, correction. This is not my personal. This is something. That's this is a collaborative project that I'm part of. So tune Fair in way. to the Wayne Podcast. So if you type into YouTube the Wayne Podcast, it will come up. Um, we try to do it bi-weekly. So the less discussing the top topics in boxing. And just a free life perspective on that. So definitely tune in to the Weigh In podcast. That's going to cover all the latest topics in boxing. And yeah, that's me signing out, I guess. Sweet. So we got there in the end. Somehow. <laughs> we got there. Go I'm, and check it out. I'll leave. be kicking myself after this. But hey. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave links to it uh, in the description of this show. We are, of course, Eat Lift Loose. And until next week, guys. Take care and uh, have a great week. See you soon. Peace.